Welcome to SA Wellcast, the podcast where we explore the many facets of health and well-being. This podcast is brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Well-Being and a generous grant from the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the St. Alphonsus Wellcast, brought to you by the Corporate Health and Wellbeing Department. I am Amy James, a registered dietitian. Today, we have Candy Zapia helping me out today. And we also have our very own Ted Marconi, who is our mission leader at St. Alphonsus. Hi, Ted. How are you? Hi, Amy. Nice to be with you today. Yes, we are so excited to have you. Thank you. Really excited to have someone out of our department with us today. Um, All right. So give us an introduction. Who is Ted Marconi? Hi, everyone. I am Ted Marconi. I'm the mission leader at the Boise campus for St. Alphonsus Health System. There's one of me in every hospital in Trinity Health. Um, We have four of us locally here in our health system. And probably the easiest way to say it is in mission, we keep our hospital in the swim lane of a faith-based hospital, a faith-based organization. So our mission and core values um, I help the organization touch those constantly. So for instance, one simple thing is every time we start a meeting, we have a reflection that somehow reflects back to our mission and core values. Got it. Got it. Okay. So you actually answered what my following question was going to be. So tell me a little bit about like your work at its core, about what um, a mission leader is at St. Al's, because I think a lot of people hear mission leader and healthcare, and they don't really know like what the marriage of those two what that really means. Right, right. I'll go right to the basic. Um, In talking to colleagues all the time, many of them say they love working at St. Alphonsus because they have a mission to take care of people from their heart, from their faith, from their belief system. That doesn't mean they're Catholic. They can be Mm -hmm. whatever, but they say, I love working here because I can share my belief, my faith with patients and families. So that's really like the best part of mission is that everybody in the organization is a mission leader, isn't just me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, the grassroots. The higher level is that we have a, what we call ministry formation. It's a little more heady, a little more philosophical, theological, mm-hmm. where we have our mission and core values that are based in what we call Catholic sensibilities. So hundreds of years of writing, in the Catholic Church, we have these documents and wonderful readings and writings of the church. So we spend about an hour a month in cohorts unpacking one at a time. And they're very fun. We get people from across the system, and we'll take a look at something like solidarity, which basically means we're all in this together. And there's documents yeah. and all this stuff written on it, and we just say, and what you do as a dietitian, and what you do as a sound engineer, what I do in my work. Like, how do we, how do we see that working together? So ministry formation is a great little course that everybody's invited to take. Oh, I didn't even know that. There you go. Interesting. I'll yeah. have to look into that. Okay. Um, well, that actually clears a lot up for me that I don't think I knew. Um, I'm new to the organization. I've only been here since February, coming up on one year. Uh, so thank you. Um, yeah. Okay. So if anybody knows Ted Marconi, which I'm pretty sure everybody does, I think that's <laughs> one thing. Everybody knows who Ted is. Um, tell me what you love most about your job. It is so fluid and flexible. Uh, missions everywhere. It's about what we do all the time. And so over the past few years, especially, we've been focusing on resiliency, resiliency so that that nurse, that doctor, that EVS worker 
who loves working at St. Alphonsus from their core still loves it because we're supporting them in whatever way that is, whether it's candy bars or whether it's lunch, whether it's support or whether it's wellness, all these different elements we, t- we support and figure out how do we do that. Um, now, that doesn't sound like mission at all. It's not theological. It's not philosophical. Yeah. We're not talking about mission of core values, but we're tapping person to person. So over the past few years, we, we have really integrated resiliency and mission together. And we have a great relationship across Trinity, across St. Alphonsus, with our chaplains, too. Mm-hmm. And so our chaplains are involved in saying, hey, Amy, how you doing? We heard you had a struggle in your life this week. Or you say, hey, Candy's having uh, difficulty at home. Can somebody touch base? So the chaplains really integrate as well because they've got that next level. Um, so those are really fun and really fun. One of the other big pieces that is really good that I like is ethics consults. Mm. So when a doctor, a nurse, somebody in the organization has a situation, a patient or a family that's just out of the ordinary and it can be anything and they just think, oh, something's up. They give me a call or they give one of the other mission leaders a call in our organization and we start to talk it out. And if it's bigger than our conversation, we call a group together. So we have risk management, legal, caseworkers, social workers, chaplains, nurse managers, frontline nurses, doctors. We all get together, WebEx or phone call, mm-hmm. and talk it out and support that frontline staff to say, here's ethically what's permissible. And we're able to do that pretty quickly. So if you called me at 8 a.m., by 10 a.m., we're on a call. And that's really wow. fulfilling to help the medical staff uh-huh. figure those things out so they're not lingering, trying to figure out, like, how do I help the family? What do we do with this situation? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think that's a big piece. Something that I really appreciate about your position is the connectedness that you have with everybody and that connectedness that you facilitate with all of our colleagues is really great. And that's what I was saying earlier about, you know, Ted knows everybody and everybody knows Ted. Um, And that's really just because you're kind of everywhere, which is great. Um, Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, So kind of switching gears a little bit, um, unfortunately, we're not recording this via like video footage, which we were talking about earlier. But if you were here with us, you'd see that Ted has this really nice pin on his the lapel of his jacket. It's a it's a Saint Alphonsus ally pin, and so I want to kind of unpack that and get into that a little bit. Uh, so we have our Saint Alphonsus Proud Colleague Resource Group. Um, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about it, how it got started? Um, yeah, take it away. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for noticing the pin. Yes, it's very fun. It's very fun. <laughs> So it was probably three years ago, some colleagues were actually uh, attending Boise Pride Festival. Okay. It was a beautiful Saturday afternoon. We were down there in the sunshine, just watching, eating good food, just hanging out. And we noticed all these sponsors from all over the community had their banners up. And we looked around and said, we're not here. Yeah. Our our banner isn't here. So it became a kind of a personal issue to say, we should be a sponsor. I had a conversation with several colleagues. We started meeting at a Mexican restaurant periodically <laughs> to have nachos and chips. Love that. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just very uh, organically just started meeting saying, what could we do? How could we make this happen? We got the uh, Community Contributions Committee, uh, our foundation, um, HR, just all the right players at the table to say, how can we do this? Mm-hmm. And we were able to be a sponsor for Boise Pride. 
and that's the year it went virtual because <laughs> the whole world was virtual. Yep. We were in the list of who were sponsors, yeah. and it was it was good. So out of that small group of people that was helping make that happen, it morphed into another group. Other people said, well, what would we do after that? What else could we do? And so we discovered that Trinity Health has what's called a colleague resource group um, organization across Trinity. So if a group of um, anybody wants to have a small group, Trinity will support that. And so we Great. discovered, oh, we could be a colleague resource group. So we work with our uh, DE&I, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion group. Also with Trinity, they, they've partnered with us. We got a charter. We got all the official recognition, and we became an actual colleague resource group that then were able to sponsor Pride again yeah. this year. So as we got our organization together, we said, well, what should we do? What, what are we doing here? What, what's yeah. our priority? And we said, education. We should do education. At, you know, like everybody says, mm -hmm. we should start by educating people, ourselves yeah. and each other. So out of that came what we call ally education. And again, we met a great, great colleague at Trinity, Mary Larkin, our friend Mary Larkin. Yes. Who works at DE&I for Trinity. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. She helped develop a ally education for us here at St. Alphonsus in Oregon and Idaho, two-hour course. And we discovered, too, that somebody should get something for mm -hmm. going to the ally education. And so the pin was... Um, Marketing put their stamp on it. We got our logo. HR, oh, yeah. HR said it's approved. People can wear it in their, with their uh, uniform or their badge. And um, so when you go to Ally Education, which is out there uh, on yes. Hellstream, uh, you go to Ally Education, you get the pin and a cling. Somebody nice. in the group, it might and have been cling. you. Yeah. It might have been you, Amy. <laughs> yeah. Said we should have clings. Yep. Um, gosh, I don't, you know what? I think, who was it? I don't think it was me. Who was it? Oh. Well, it'll come to me. I don't think it was me. I would I would gladly take that credit, though. <laughs> you can take the credit. <laughs> okay. So um, speaking to that, um, speaking that, you know, our mission is education, what would you tell someone who wants to get started? And just, you know, kind of for clarity's purpose, I am part of the CRG. I joined in February. It was something that Liz, our supervisor of our department, was involved in. And I immediately was like, yes, I want to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. And I have seen it grow from... February, our first meeting, my first meeting with you guys to what it is now and all the work that we have done together. I mean, it really mm -hmm. has just started to blossom and really catch fire within St. Alphonsus. You know, everybody sees our clings or our pins and they're interested. And so it's really cool to see, um, you know, the fruit of our work, uh, so to speak. And so that's just my mm -hmm. my little two cents. But um, OK, so if someone wants to get involved, how do how do they do that? Oh, great question. A couple a couple different ways. They could join the colleague resource group, which meets okay. the second Thursday of every month. That's we've been doing WebEx meetings, so it's mm -hmm. easy to join from Baker City, Nampa, Ontario, Boise. Doesn't matter. Great. They can just reach out to me and uh, say, "Hey, add me to the appointment." And it's it's actually a very fun meeting. Um, we yeah. get to, we we spend a lot of time socializing, get to know each other because it's mm -hmm. harder because we're WebEx. Um, some of us have just met recently, actually, for yep. the first time. So they could reach out, be a part of that. That you don't have to come with an agenda mm -hmm. or questions. It's just like I wonder what this is. Yeah. Just show up for a meeting or two, or and uh, be a part of Ally Education. So we've got yes. January, February, March of 2022 kicking it off, and we're going to have more coming up, I'm sure. And uh, people can just 
come to the class see what they see what they think um just get a different point of view maybe you don't know anything about anything of lgbt that'd be a place to come in like what does that all mean what are those letters yeah yeah so those are two ways to get involved great that's excellent all right um so speaking a little bit more broadly, what what would you say are the major benefits for diversity and inclusion committees in healthcare? Mm. Ask the question one more time. What? Think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say the biggest benefit, or why it's so necessary that in healthcare systems, you know, especially large healthcare systems, that we have committees that are dedicated to diversity and inclusion and equality? Great. Our core, one of our core values is reverence. We reverence all people. And it doesn't, it doesn't say in that uh, we get to pick and choose who we reverence. Um, we yeah. reverence all people. So some of the first people to go through LA Education were the emergency department. Mm-hmm. Those colleagues reached out and said, we are the front door to the hospital. We see everybody coming in. And they really value, they want to reverence every single person no matter what they're bringing in the door, whether it's mm-hmm. a medical something that is different or they look different or they behave different or they come from a different background, they want to be welcoming to that person and then to the person's family or their spouse or their partner or whoever. That's big to, you know, you're sick, you're coming to emergency department, that's not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. And that department wants to say, we welcome whatever you bring, healthcare or, or more. So that person, that family comes in through the emergency department, gets taken care of, and then maybe goes to a floor, stays for a day or two or three, and then the people on the floor also are going to meet people maybe they've never met with a different culture, a different ideology, different way of life. How do I respond to that? How do I behave? How do I, how do I just help? And, and of course, there's unconscious bias training because we all have that unconscious bias oh, yeah. that just is there, not right or wrong, just is. So it helps us to understand, like, when I walk in the room and I see you and you're like, oh, you're different than me. What, how do I react? How do I, how do I really then help you? Um, so those are the big pieces that help us get really beyond ourselves yeah. and our own ideologies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, speaking more specifically to what we do in the colleague resource group, I think from not just a patient perspective, but also as an employee colleague perspective, right. you know, we do a lot of the work for our colleagues as well to make this a more welcoming environment. Um, and, you know, even something, you know, as simple as wearing the ally pin can really make someone feel comfortable, make someone feel like they have a group, they have, uh, that they're welcome, that they belong. And I know that we all who wear the LA pin um, or have the cling in their office uh, have experienced moments of breakthrough with people, whether that's a patient, a colleague, or a client, or what have you. And it's really amazing. Um, you know, you're the mission leader, but I swear, Ted, you're like the people leader <laughs> of, our, of our organization, Thanks. I swear. Thanks. All right. Um, and if I can respond to what you're talking about yeah. there. You know, just the colleagues, there's two elements to the colleagues in reference to the colleague resource group. Mm -hmm. One is we want people in the community. So Candy's a a nurse, a doctor, a phlebotomist in the community. She has a belief that it's a Catholic hospital and she might have a different belief system. Maybe she's not going to be welcomed if she applies or if she can work there or even if she does get a job. Maybe she's not going to feel comfortable because she has a different philosophy, a different belief system. Mm -hmm. So the CRG helps us to say, 
hey, Candy, Amy, you're welcome to work here. If you're really good at what you do and that's what we need, we want you to work here yeah. no matter what. We want you to know it's a safe place to work. We want you to be successful and happy and grow with all of us. So that's the big thing in the community. Let's break down the stereotypes that people might have about us because of their unconscious bias. Yes. And then also once you're a part of the organization, maybe somebody's been working here 20 years and they have never really revealed the rest of their belief system because they're afraid because mm-hmm. they have a bias, unconscious bias to think they can't be. Well, the pin, as you and I know, we have stories that people just went, wow. And they've told us their story. Yeah. And it has freed them to have better health care, better experience, feel happier working because they can be themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy what a small item such as a, a pin can really mm-hmm. be so transformational mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a little bit more into that. So, you know, I'll say in my experience as someone who's worked in a healthcare system that's not faith-based and now working at St. Alphonsus, for me, I think the biggest thing isn't even really surrounding religion. It's that we feel Mm -hmm. more close. We feel like Mm -hmm. a family. So I guess what would be, you know, what would you say to um, any of our colleagues who are kind of working to disband those those stigmas or those stereotypes of working for a faith-based organization? Um, and how do we work to be more welcoming to people? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I'm going to go back to the founding congregation. So across Trinity, um, we've got all these hospitals that were started by these religious congregations. Mm-hmm. So Holy Cross Sisters, the Mercy Sisters, Dominican Sisters, um, you know, across, across the country. And these religious sisters went to places to take care of people where they were. They came to Idaho. They came to Utah. They went to New York. They went wherever the people were sick and in need and gave them what they needed. So a lot of times, like even the sisters who came to Idaho were teachers. They came here because the bishop said, we need teachers. We need to build schools. Wow. That's basic education, right? Yeah. They got here and he said, oh, we're going to need a hospital. And so those teachers learned how to be nurses. And then they built a nursing school and they started taking care of education and health care because that's what the people needed. No, they didn't ask anybody, are you Catholic? Are you Jewish? Are you what? They didn't ask. They were like, what do you need? What do you need? Yeah. What's your healing? Do you know how to read? Do you know how to write? And so they were taking care of people right where they were, what they needed. So that's our legacy. That's mm-hmm. our tradition. And that's what we continue to do today. That's our touchstone. We say we want to take care of people right where they are. Yeah. Do you need education? Do you need teaching? Do you need health care? W- what way do you need it? So we're not we're gonna, not going to check what's your philosophy card, what's your theology card. And I think as colleagues, when we start helping each other, Amy, what do you need? How can I help you? You say, Ted, what do you need? How can I help you? How do I help you find where you need to go? Yeah. Those are really basic things that our founding congregations did just because of their belief system. Yeah, yeah. That's great. I love that. And I think that that is really in line with our culture as our department as well. Um, we are, you know, corporate health and wellness, but with our colleagues, we're colleague health and well-being. Mm-hmm. And so we put together our wellness offerings, you know, every quarter, every year for our colleagues. And we really try to do what we can to tailor a wellness program that will really help them. Um, and I think that I, I just I've, I've not been a part of a healthcare system that's been 
so warm and welcoming and really invested mm. in their colleagues. So mm. it's really nice to see that. Um, and I, I think if I take anything away from working for a faith-based organization, it's that, mm. you know, and I feel really lucky. Um, okay. So back to, let's go back to ally education. I'm kind of bouncing around here, but just to give the, the people kind of like a quick, like snippet of information of what that might look like. Can you um, just tell us a little bit about what's included in that um, so that people kind of have a little bit of an idea of like what they're getting into, what they're signing up for? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, so it's a two hour um, online class right now. Hopefully at some point we'll all be in the same room and yeah. have a more interaction interaction with it. So it's two hours um, of conversation. It's yeah. really conversation. So it's um, the two hours is, is presented in slides with information and videos. As I mentioned, mm-hmm. our great friend Mary Larkin from uh, Trinity helped build these videos. So the teaching's all the same. What I love about that is that if you're teaching the class, it's the same as when I teach the class. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get the TED class or the Amy class. It's the same class. Yes. So the videos are really solid of somebody who's got years of experience explaining what are these terms, how do how do we do it, and she's got such a great sense of humor. Oh she's yeah, very funny. She's the best. She's very funny. Every time people watch her on video, they're engaged. They're like, it's like she's in the room. Yeah. You know, she's just engaging. It's not like any other video education you've ever seen. No, it's really not. So it's it's really good. So it's. Slides and videos with questions. So we mm-hmm. pause and say, okay, let's have a conversation. What does this mean? What do you think about this? How does this resonate with you? Great. So it's, it's, it's really interactive. Yeah. And I think um, people would uh, be surprised at how very comfortable it mm-hmm. is and mm-hmm. how very welcoming it is. Um, and I'm really excited to facilitate our first mm-hmm. Ally Education. Well, not our first, but one of our first more formal opportunities, yep, yep. I would say. Yep. Um, if you guys are interested in signing up for uh, any of the opportunities, there's still some slots left, spots left, um, and you can go to your health stream and, and look for us there. Um, okay, last couple questions. Where do you see the CRG, the proud CRG, in the next five years? Like, what are some goals? What a great question. <laughs> uh, that's that's the uh, number one topic of our next meeting. Oh, like, is it? <laughs> yeah. Like, where are we going to go? Because we figured out the organization, like, who's in charge, who's the treasurer, who's taking minutes. You know, we figured all that out, and we're moving ahead. And then we figured out, okay, we need to do education. We built a very solid, you know, that's going to roll on its own. Yeah. Moving ahead for the next five years. So our next question is, what what do we do now? Yeah. What do we do now? We've got this group. We're meeting. We like it. Everybody enjoys being there. So it's going to be a great conversation of do we become a book club? Yeah. You know, do we do we have a book that would be helpful that um, we unpack? You know, or do we read articles? Or are we going to do service projects? Or what? Where are we going to go? Which is cool because I don't know the answer. Yeah. And it might morph over the next six months and then in two years we'll come back with a conversation and it'll be totally different yeah what i do know is that we've been reaching out to micron albertson's the va and st luke's because they all have colleague resource groups for lgbt issues as well Mm -hmm. and we're starting that conversation with the greater community around us which is pretty darn exciting yeah because we don't have to build um, a support group for parents because Albertson's going to have a meeting and they're going to invite us to come or Micron's got an event because they're international. We're going to be connected. So that's a big piece that's going to happen and develop over the next year is the connection, 
with us and other community partners that are doing the same thing and we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we definitely want to expand our reach and grow our group. And yep. I do, you know, I'm I'm excited to talk about that. What is that? That's Thursday. Yeah, it's this um, week. Yeah. Because really what we want to do is really group driven. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's not just one person shouting out, you know, suggestions or really, you know, taking the wheel on anything. We really come together as a group and figure out what we want to do. So I'm yeah, also looking forward to that. It's been great. I, I would have a great idea and they'd be like, no, Ted, we're not, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. We'll move along. <laughs> Which is good. Cause as you said, the group has a voice. Everybody has something to say yeah. and it isn't just one person running the whole thing. No. And it's crazy when we, you know, someone will shout out one suggestion yeah. and how it morphs from person right. to person. And then it's just this like very epic idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and just like you said, if you guys want to come and hang out with us during our meetings, we have so much fun. I would say 50% of the time it's fun and 50% of the time it's business. And even when it's business, it's still a little fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. Okay. Last question. We kind of talked about it. We have Alley Education coming up and hopeful that, you know, there will be more to come in that area. But do you have any other exciting news to share with our listeners? It's a, just a great place to be. Yeah. It's a great organization to belong to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just really good. And, you know, p- we have been on the front line for years um, like I said, our founding our congregation have been on the front line. We continue to be on the front line. And the best thing we do is support each other, take care of each other, so that we can take care of the patients and families in our community. And that's really, really rewarding. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Okay, great. I agree with everything you just said. Um, And I think that wraps it up. So thank you so much for coming and talking with us. I know that our colleagues in our community will really, really uh, love this podcast uh, in particular. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Great to be with both of you. Thanks. Yes, yes. All right, everyone. We will catch you next time on the St. Alphonsus Wellcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of SA Wellcast, brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Wellbeing and the St. Alphonsus Foundation. We hope you'll tune in again. Until then, be well.